Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast number 28. This is where we freak out about our favorite movies, music, and games with the occasional comic. Ha! Joining <laughs> <laughs> me this evening is the always leisure, leisurely Vinny. We didn't think this out. Yeah, no. Mm, yeah. Very pleasure to be here. Um, I always love being leisurely. I, I am difficult. your host, Bo King. He's not important right now. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm, I'm leisurely Vinny. You can find me at Twitter at leisurely Vinny. <laughs> really? You're going to do your plug now? <laughs> yes, because they got we got to make sure they can find me now, before and after. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Fan Freaks podcast. This is Correctly. Yeah, I know, right? I wrote this intro because I thought it would be neat but you and know I would what? stop sounding. Don't you. D- I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> I, I spent so long writing that intro, trying to so make it long. as concise as the possible. The longest 15 minutes I've ever seen a man write. And this is the longest intro uh, our listener has ever heard. So here we go. Um, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, we're yeah. going to go ahead and start with our recents as so we've been what doing been with playing? the new formula. Um, Vinny, you know about the new formula, right? Yeah, we're doing uh, fav- what we're we playing now. Our recents, what we do- our what top, we doing? Our, our, our topic, and the news. A topic to, to close is, with. Yeah. So it's gonna be very interesting. We're trying this new shift in the the paradigm. But hopefully it's goes. a lot more organic. I'll, you know, you know, we could <laughs> as organic diff- as this intro. Let me as tell you, as orgasmic as you want us to sound. Right. So let's just jump in there. I'll start out with my games if that's cool. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> I'm gonna cough my lung up, but yeah, here we go. Please. So, uh, I've been Surgeon playing- Surgeon Simulator! <laughs> Speaking of hacking a lung- <laughs> I hack- I hacked that lung across the room. <laughs> anyway, no, I've been playing, uh, two games. One of them you're actually very familiar with. Uh, but the first one I'll start out with Temtem. Uh, I talked a little bit on the podcast, uh, earlier about Temtem, but I've gotten a little bit further in it. Uh, I've gotten to a new island- which more Temtem have arrived. For those of you who don't know, Temtem is a new game that came out for early access on Steam. And the idea is, is it's sort of a competitor to Pokemon, but it changes the formula enough in terms of combat and a lot of things around like, well, genuinely the fact that it's fucking an MMO in the first place. That's a huge thing that Pokemon hasn't done yet. That's even huge for you. You don't really play that many MMOs. I hate MMOs. MMOs. Same here. I I could just constantly care less about them. What I think I like about this MMO in general, because I find in a lot of other MMOs, it's like a lot of, um, there's a lot of walking, obviously, in Pokemon, but in MMOs, it feels like they elongate it, like, even longer, and, and this, you still feel like you're playing a Pokemon game, yeah. in terms of, like, the structure of going from dojo to dojo, mm-hmm. becoming the ultimate Temtem tamer. It's it's really it's so close. Okay, as someone who spent hours, and, I'm sorry, years with both uh, Monster Rancher and Digimon. Yo, I know, I I know these why knockoff ne- names. Why have we not talked about fucking Monster Rancher? The, I love Monster. Oh Rancher. man, did, I, did, I love the GBA one. Did you hear that? There, you know, that's for later. Okay, yeah, we'll do that later. But anyway, uh, I really like it. I think it's a really fun game. Actually, it's a really fun co-op game because yeah. it's all two v two fights. So uh-huh. it's like you play through an entirety of a Pokemon game co-op. Yeah. And it's not some stupid thing where it's like, you know, oh, this person's a fake trainer that just follows your trainer. Like, you have your own Pokemon or Temtem. Yeah. And you use your Temtem and your partner's Temtem together with synergistic moves and shit. It's actually pretty cool. Okay. Um, How's the monster designs? That, uh, hmm. What I see, it's kind of uh, like, a, hmm. it looks like Pokemon knockoff. Honestly... It's it's sad because Pokemon really nailed the formula of making these things. You take an animal, you take an element, and you run with it. Yeah. And that's all you got to do. Almost every fucking Pokemon is a mixture of two uh, elements or based on some sort of, like, concept or, or object. Yeah, it's that's based off are. of something. It has, yeah. it has a source. It has a source. And then you fucking look at Temtem, and all these things are just random. Like, some of them are based on things, but for the most part, like, they're just kind of Is OC it kind of like where Digimon, where there's a, there's a creature that's uh, half dragon, half uh, revolver, half <laughs> belt? Sure, sure, yeah. I, I'd imagine there's something down. There's digital Temtem, so, so I haven't yeah. seen them yet, so I, I, I they're probably that. Um, but no, what's that Digimon? He's white and green. He's a small little thing. He gets a fucking bandolier when he digivolves and a pair of jeans. A bandolier and a bandolier, a a bandolier. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Yeah. Are you talking about, uh, uh, his big ears when it's a small thing? 
Oh, I know you're talking about. You're talking about uh, Beelzemon. Beelzemon? No, it was one of the the kids' Digimon. Yeah, that's is Ipmon. That, that's Ipmon is the little form, and then Beelzemon is the is the, is the mega. And when he gets a, a fucking like belt around his chest and yeah, that's, the that's Beelzemon. Why the fuck is he called Beelzemon? Because he's one of the he's one of the devil lords. But he's but. All right, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm. If well, I know there's anything two about Digimon, ones. there's Beelzemon and Beelzemon with like the angel wings and uh, yeah, okay. gun for arm. Oh, he becomes the angel too. Oh, now I'm starting to tie it together. But anyway, that Digimon straight up shows up in Temtem. No way. It looks exactly the That's same. So, funny. so I'm just like, oh, okay. That, That's cool. That's Beelzemon. Even the bird. There's yeah. a little bird one. I mean, it looks a little different, but I don't know. It's really close to Digimon in a I lot totally of areas. Um, I like it a lot. It's a fun game. Uh, monster designs do leave a little bit to be desired. And it's early access, so only half of the Temtem are actually in the game right now. Okay. So, you know, we do what we do. The last game that I played really quick, um, I don't know if you, you knew about this, but I've been playing Deadly Premonition. Oh, yeah, no, that's one of the games I actually wrote down. <laughs> well, no shit, because we both have been playing it together yeah, on the Bone King TV stream. No, I think the last, our last playthrough, I think it was our best one so far. Our last, oh, the last session? Yeah. I was going to say, the last playthrough we did was fucking Dead Space. Uh, and that was just climbing through metal intestines for four hours. That was, I apologize. No, we shouldn't, because Dead Space is a great game. It is. More people should play it. But, it is really good. Has really, But the problem is, it's the atmosphere. It's a really good atmosphere, but for, by yourself. Well, not even that, but if you've played it before... And you're playing, hey, and you've been playing with someone who's really knows it because you fucking platinumed it. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the thing. We both really knew the game and we yeah. were just running through doing the motions. We weren't we were affected because we kind of knew it already. We were playing on a hard mode. We were just BSing half the time. And we only used the fucking plasma cutter. So it's that's like, the we, only real way to play. That's the thing. I think that was our problem that there wasn't just enough. We, we ended up losing the topic a lot because we just felt like we were just going through the motions instead of talking what we were doing. Yeah. Dead Space 2 has a lot of areas that we can talk about. And then what are we going to talk about in Dead Space 1? The hydroponics area? That's like the, the most unique area I can I think know. of right now. Wait, like, are you tell me you don't like that hallway? <laughs> what about this metal hallway? But what about that metal hallway? Watch Activating out. That metal zero. hallway has sp- scary music. Oh, oh, hold on. If we're talking about Dead Space 1, the highlight is obviously zero-G basketball. <laughs> anyway, Deadly Premonition. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really like it. Yeah, well, since this is one of yours, too, you want to go ahead and jump in and say what you're going to say on this? And I'll just follow in on with you. Uh, I've been, yeah, no, Deadly Premonition, um, where if you don't know, if you haven't been watching or you don't know what the game is about, the Mm -hmm. game is about you play as a detective, you go to a small town to solve a murder. Right. And, you know, throughout this murder, you just meet the cast. The murder of a young woman. Just think, loved by her family and friends. Just think of like Twin Peaks. If you have seen the show, <laughs> at the R and R diner, it, you know, that we mentioned Twin Peaks a lot. Yeah, holy shit! I even a lot. wore the T-shirt. I even wore the directed by David Lynch T-shirt. Yes. Like maybe like four episodes. And it's great because it's green, and I have a green screen, so and it's like I, every almost every single episode I've been wearing something that had green in it. So I've been seeing through. This bitch <laughs> comes in with an avocado shirt, it's and I'm perfect. like, what the fuck is this? I, I, it's green and it's perfect. The game is playing through your body. Good. Anyway, the game itself is. Uh, it's go- it's so quirky and lovable and genuine. Although holy shit, does it have pacing issues? Oh yeah, you could just it feels like you're driving for hours. The the areas are kind of really distant from each other. You thought this enough. was a smart a small town, but it's starting to feel like a state. Well, a county at the very least. It's like it's it's bigger than a fucking group of buildings. It's, it's yeah, it's bigger than a small town. So we spent like one or two streams literally just driving around. And I know what you're gonna say out there in the audience. You're gonna go, but you can go to sleep and you can speed up the time. Sure, but it only goes in certain increments. And there's, if you told that one time that we did choose to sleep and we saw this demonic dog, that was weird. Out of nowhere, because we had I guess we haven't been introduced to that part of the game yet but we woke up one time at like midnight or something and the sky was red and there were demon dogs in the street and we're like what and the fuck is going on out. i was like wait a minute i should not be here yeah and he went immediately to sleep afterward it's a clip on the bone king tv twitch channel i feel if you like we either way just jumped ahead way too far uh-huh or because we had no context but but where how like this is the thing that i'm confused about and this is my main gripe so far with the story how far do you think we are in the game? 
I, I think we're almost halfway. Is there any way to actually tell? Nope. Mm. Like, we've met everyone. I, and I do I not want to look up how many chapters there are in this We game. have not stopped meeting characters. This the entire time. I have so <laughs> many people. I forgot 70% of their names. Well, an easy way to remember is what's the analog from Twin Peaks that this person is supposed oh, to yeah, be? Log Lady. Log Lady's there. The Audrey's there. Um, Thomas. Are you talking about, is that the, the guy who wouldn't leave his house? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say him. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Lucy and... Um, Andy. And Andy are Andy. mixed into two into one character in yeah, this game. Yeah, Thomas. Thomas is both Andy and fucking and Lucy, you know which what? is really it weird. It works, though. It works. It absolutely it sh- does. It should, that character should have been their actual son in season three. Instead of uh, Michael, Michael Sarah, <laughs> who's trying to be Wally Brando. Yeah, Marlon Brando. Fucking oh man, this is my dharma. The dharma is the road, and your dharma. Like what? What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Stop. And, and that scene was like for like ten minutes. And I was like, it's cool saying because Michael Sarah physically would look like their child. Right. No, I agree with that. But personality wise, what? Well, that was the joke though. That yeah. these two really kind of. Um, I don't want to say stupid, but very low intelligence characters gave birth to a very smart and insightful, sophisticated, sophisticated wise guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's but interesting. It, you do, I don't see Michael Sarah playing that off. I, I, I want to give him more chances to get out of being like, I love her and I'll do anything to get her. And whatever movie I was just talking about, you have no idea out of like the six he's done that have that exact same plot. I have once an idea for like, if I ever did stand up, my first, my opening joke would be, all right, everybody hold your applause. I, no, I am not the guy from Superbad. <laughs> nor am I the guy from Scott Pilgrim or as much as I, I want to be. I am not Michael Sarah. <laughs> All right, well, that, but I mean, right now we're not done with the game, so we still have to get through it. Uh, but there's not much to say. Join right us. Now. We're there every Saturday, almost every, every Saturday. It has been every Saturday yeah. so far. So and we, we basically uh, play till like, what, nine, ten o'clock, and then we fucking bail. And then there's probably some outbreak afterward if you're still up for late night boning. Uh, <laughs> in any case, it's a really quirky game. Uh, the main character just confessed I to like being a, a furry vore enthusiast so that's very interesting uh, anyway what games have you played my dude uh i'm currently been playing kotar 2 on the pc uh mm. with mod supports and stuff like that oh okay yeah KOTOR? Uh, it's always good when you go- never not playing kotor i feel like you always play kotor it's, it's one of those things where it's good to play on the background when i'm working or i'm too tired or uh-huh Especially since when you work a lot and you have such limited time between to do anything. Right. It's always good to find a game. It's like when you play Outbreak, you can always <laughs> just jump in, you know? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. A, That's this me with Kotar. It's an easy RPG. You can just mm. jump in. You have a lightsaber. There's a good story. I feel like I need to equate something different, though, you because actually- it's a, Outbreak's a multiplayer game, so that there's that element of renewed. If anything, you'd have to compare it to, like, Silent Hill 2 or Resident Evil 2 I for me. Because uh, that's Resident the one I'll then, replay. I think. Yeah. Re- Silent Hill 2, I haven't seen you play that in... I, pl- oh. I play it. Uh, What's the last time you played Silent Hill 2? Not on, I never played on stream. No, I but when it, what's the last time you picked it up? Last year, I think, I showed Al. Yeah, because I I tried, I I said Al, because he has a thing where, my boyfriend, by the way, uh, like, he has a thing where he he gets bored watching people play games, so I was like, please, there's one game, if you could stay awake for one game, I want it to be Silent Hill 2, please. And you probably got so offended when he was like, I'm so tired. Sure, but after a while of him falling asleep through almost every game we played, it was just kind of like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And he did it. He really fucking did it. He watched the entirety of Silent Hill 2. Uh, I mean... He probably wasn't as impressed with it well, as I, I was. I mean, did you, you speedrun it? No, oh, no. I don't speedrun anything. I, I try to look at... Well, I, you know, at the same time, I'm not going to look at every detail because he's not going to focus on that. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, I mean, multiplayer game-wise, the, I mean, the new update came out for Star Wars Battlefront 2, so I've been jumping in and on that. Uh-huh. Nice. And uh, you get to play as the droids now. Oh, cool. Like BB-9. I BB- was surprised they never went... Well, just kidding. This is me with everything in fucking Star Wars. Why didn't they go further with droids? Well, now they are. Well, there you go. <laughs> now they are. You can play as BB-8 and BB-90. Uh-huh. Get BB naughty. No, I didn't get that at all. But okay, <laughs> now I do. Jesus. Because uh, I want to think... Because he's like, BB-9, but a black. If you... C- 
No, what? I didn't mean it like what? that. What? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, first order. You're gonna need to explain. Okay, everything so you just in the movie did. The Last Jedi, <laughs> <laughs> he's the same, but he's all black. <laughs> but he's, he's just picture BB-8, but all black. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. It was just funny the way you said it. But no, I mean, I think of it this way though. If if in Star Wars you could have Death Stars and and laser sabers and shit lightsabers, I know, but you know what I mean, like the technology yeah. for it. Why aren't there any androids? There is, like actual uh, like uh, human in, looking. In Empire androids. Strikes Back, uh, uh, Lando Calrissian's assistant. Mm. Uh, he's a android. He's he's part human robot thing. That's a cyborg. Well, he's an android. Part, being part human means you're a cyborg. Uh, I mean, he's not human, but he's robot, but he looks like human. Okay, okay. You know, I do recall this character. He, he said has the nothing, things on the side of but... his head. He was bald. He had the things on the side. <laughs> he of his has. Head. A, he never said a single word. He actually yeah, did. No. Wh- what he said? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, never mind. Very, very plot critical. Never mind. I'll take that back. That's the thing about like the old Star Wars. Sorry if I'm dragging this left field, but Uh, this is what I've been originally watching too. Star Wars. All the things you mentioned with Star Wars. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Of course it makes sense. The thing is, like, they'll it'll be like a background character who had like a two second thing in Star Wars, and then later on, that same character will have a full fleshed backstory that'll be nothing. I that's that's the thing though you have to leave it up to the extended universe yeah. to really fill in the blanks, and then that shit is really good. But it's just like why you could do so much. Well, you, what? Oh you get, no! You get, I have something to bring up af- after the podcast. Yeah, you, 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 you know what? That's that's a whole other thing. Pal, can I just say two words yes. and then you will fill, fill in the blanks from what my question is? Yes. Palpatine a- androids. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Let's move on from that. Uh, There's a whole thing with Palpatine, and I just I hate. <laughs> I, I I just uh, yeah. Let's not get down that that rabbit hole. We already brought up Pokemon. We don't need to bring up Star Wars. There's also. too many angry fandoms around. <laughs> all right, what else have you been, been uh, playing? Is that all the games? Uh, or? Uh, I'm, uh, this summer, uh, I'll be live tweeting. Uh, every summer, I try to play a different series. Uh, you know, I never played before. Last nice. summer, I did Metal Gear series. Yes, he did. He bought I my did games. the whole thing one summer, n- you know, nonstop. Yeah, he fucking wrecked all of them. He borrowed my games and did fucking what? You did three, four, and five, like, back to back. Both fives. Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain. Well, I mean, you... I, w- I would say Ground Zeroes is part of... You should play Ground Zeroes because it is really good. It is. So, I think I liked it more than regular fans. A lot, yes, a lot of people feel that way. Just because it this is my fucking... It, just, my, my it theory. plays more like a Metal Gear game than Phantom Pain, which is a rushed mess. No, well, yes, that's true. But this is my theory in gaming. Like, my personal... Uh, not Vendetta, that's not the word. Uh, oath, I guess, yeah. is where if you have a smaller focused location... That leaves for a more detailed and fulfilling experience. The more open... And open world games, they're great. Grand Theft Auto is great, whatever. But the more open your world is, the more empty it's going to feel. Yeah, unless you have so much more detail in it, like so much to fill in that space. Mm. If you don't, what's the point? You you might as well have a loading screen. Like Grand Theft Auto is sort of like an outlier because that game is ridiculously detailed. You can do whatever. But I mean, like all the streets look different in Grand Theft Auto. I mean, Same thing with Saints Row. And Saints Row as well, yeah, Yeah. because they they make it unique. And that's that's a good thing. But I see so many games where it's just like we have an expansive environment just so you can press X on things. That, that's what that's really it. turned me off with the open world games. I used to be a huge advocate for them, like with mm-hmm. Fallout 3 and New Vegas. But after like after Fallout 4, I was like, what am I really doing here? <laughs> well, in those games, well, prior to 4, uh, they had dialogue and, and quest lines that made you feel like, that yes, this is worth empty, traversing like, the distance. I, I couldn't even do Breath of the Wild. And everybody tells me oh. Zelda Breath of the Wild is a great uh, yeah. game. But I can't touch it. I like Breath of the Wild because the, the environment itself is very um, not unforgiving. But it doesn't hold your hand, so you actually have to make trips challenge. back and forth. Yeah, it actually gives it yeah. gives you more of a challenge. Because if you play you play Ocarina of Time now, yeah. as much as I love it, that game holds your hand like a motherfucker. Oh, uh, it's like it, it does to the vi- does. until you become an adult, and even then, when until it you still th- holds your it hand. still holds your hand yeah. until like the fucking Nocturne Temple or whatever the shit, the Shadow Temple. Even even before that, 
No, th- like that's when they stop. Yeah. Essentially, oh, it's, it, yeah. they don't ever stop telling you what to do exactly. And because like, you, you have the fairy Navi going, "Hey, listen." Yeah, that's kind of why I like Majora's Mask too, because it was just kind of like we're not giving you an exact thing. It's it's like you have to be here at this time. Whatever you do before then is uh. Yeah, and that's that's why I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to derail. Oh uh, well, Majora's you know, speaking great. of favorite games and stuff like that. Oh. That's because uh, bring us uh, to our next segment. Oh, we're oh you want to do movies after? <laughs> oh, I mean, have you been watching any new movies? I saw TV shows. What, what show have you been watching? Uh, so you know what, L- you listener, tell us what you feel. Should we do movies after the break or before, and we can keep that theme? I don't know. I'm you sorry. Know what? To... Let, me, let me finish what I was saying about games. I thought you were done. That's why you were going to the sorry. next topic. Sorry, <laughs> I totally forgot. Well, like I said, so what the main point was about saying about like last year I played Metal Gear. This summer I'll be playing Suda 51 games. I'll be oh. starting with the Silver Case and oh. then the sequel, Silver Case 25 Ward. I'll be playing around the same universe as No More Heroes, but not No More Heroes. When are you doing DD, uh, DDD, 3D? Uh, I, I'm, I'll probably be doing that around July. Okay. Please stream that one. It's very <laughs> short because it's not really finished. I know, I know it's not finished, but I, you know, uh, okay. I've already seen some cutscenes, but you want to see a whole playthrough. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Yeah, but like I saw some cutscenes. It is very unique. <laughs> oh, I can't wait because there's because uh, just just what I've read alone from the silver case alone. I'm just, I'm I'm putting my seatbelt on. Who who did the good life? Was that sweary? That's sweary. Yeah, I'm actually really I like the good life. The good life is really good and. And it reminds me of Majora's Mask with a more focus on the pick-to-box. Yeah. I'm t- it's the more you turn into a, a dog or cat, that, right? That, I might put, since Swery and Suda are now collaborating, I might put Swery into the mix because Suda doesn't have that many games available. He means you know? put Suda to the mix. Uh, no, I was originally doing Suda. But oh, I thought Swery. you were doing Swery games. No, I'm doing Suda. Oh, so you're going to do the Killer is Dead, Killer 7... Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Ki- Never mind. I thought I get these mixed up every fucking time. Sweary and Suda. I know. I think last time I was here, last time. Uh, and even during that. the Deadly Premonition Let's Play, I, I keep, keep doing Suda. it. It's because they both start with S's. Sweary, Suda. Joking like, enough, fuck. before I saw a picture of both of them and found out they were two different people, I thought. They were the same person. I thought they were the same person, yeah. but one of them, it was like the Clark Kent. One of them had glasses on. <laughs> the edgy alter but ego. Wouldn't that be funny? Like, like a quirk for a game developer to be two different people. It's funny though if you really think about their personalities side by side. Though you have a very quirky, not silly, but very uh, odd, genuine, genuine. I'm talking about Sweary here, yeah. where he's like he's very down to earth, very like uh, lighthearted, and then you have Suda's art Who's games, very like top very edgy, action. stylish. Actiony, you know what I mean? Because you gotta think about like the inspirations. You got you know Swery with Twin Peaks. You got Suda with Common Rider and yeah, it's Super Sentai. But like you have these two personalities side by side, and they're gonna be working on Hotel Barcelona and... with Masahiro Ito. I know. And, uh, <laughs> and... Is Akira touching it? You think with this team, Akira? I... Akira's like, oh, is Ito on a project? I'd like to. I do think it. so, but I've also also uh, Swery. You just recently did like a movie thing. Oh. With, uh, for the town of Osaka, Osaka, okay, where there was like we could, it, it was, it was like a, a tour movie where about bar hopping, mm. and Swery's oh, in, yeah. and Swery's in it. Not yeah, so they, they're drinking because because Swery is if you follow him on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, you know that he bar hops. <laughs> and uh, he was with the, most uh, Japanese Matsume Manami. She did the music for the original Mega Man. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, he, she's been recently bar hopping with him with uh, Shenji Mikami. I was gonna say I've been hearing about a lot of Japanese game developers like going bar hopping. <laughs> yeah. It's like a thing. And now there's a movie with with proof with two Capcom former Capcom you know people uh-huh. with Swery. Wasn't also the guy who did Yakuza also bar hopping with with the swear yeah it's uh, also, can you imagine being invited for something like that it's very like, awesome just, <laughs> you, you believe like if 
If you start following, do you you follow him? Right? I do. You guys, he followed me back. Same here. He's he's so cool, man. He is. But it's so funny because do you actually look at these images to read the story, bar hopping stories and stuff? Oh, like I didn't that? read the bar hopping. You stories, have no. to look at these, man. These cra- like so many people he just runs into. Yoko Taro. <gasps> oh, one. Yoko Taro also goes bar hopping. He, yes, uh, they actually met each other by accident at a bar. Oh, speaking of Yoko Taro, uh, nearest tenth well, anniversary this year. You know what? I'm gonna save that for when we have our our focus game developer podcast because I was gonna pick him. Adrian wants us to do a podcast where we pick one game developer and focus on them and their like style that. and stuff. Yeah. I like that. I picked Yoko, though. I picked Yoko Taro. Sorry. <laughs> I I love the Automata so much. I But it's more than just Automata. You know what? It's, it's Drake and Guard. It's Near One. And then on top of that, he had a seminar that I really want to talk about. It was really good, but we're not going to do it right now. Do you have any I, shows I, or okay, no? Okay, so uh, I guess I'll do Suda51. Okay. I'll do Suda51. Oh, Suda no, 51. it's been sweary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, since they both are like Batman and Robin, can I just? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. This later is a discussion on. for later. Do you have any TV shows or no? Uh, I've been. I'm still watching The Simpsons. Still, I'm on season four. Oh, I can imagine it's like the longest running series in television. I love so of I love course it. it would be. I love it. It's it's really good background noise, and the jokes are still clever. Uh, I, as far as I back, I remember growing up, it was season thirteen as when it started dropping off. Uh huh. So I still have some time for good episodes. Did you run into Gil yet? Yes. Ah, jeez, looks like it's a bad day for old Gil. <laughs> uh, Doctor Nick is good too. <laughs> flammable means flammable. <laughs> Hi everybody. Hi Doctor Nick. Hi. There are so many fucking classics. In it's show. so Jesus good. Christ. I love it. Uh, um, but I, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I talk about it as I watch these things. No, absolutely. <laughs> the uh, the 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 gay episode with Simpsons where where Homer <laughs> thinks Bart is gay because he's he's doing things. He's like, Dad, did you see my ray gun? Zap, zap, <laughs> zap. <laughs> and I don't know. I think about that from time to time. <laughs> anyway, um, is that uh, any other TV? That's show? it. Okay, really quick. I'm gonna burn through mine really fast because yeah. there's not really much. I've even been watching about. Star Trek. Uh, yeah, but I, I kind of it is more background noise right now. Uh, but Star Trek. I mentioned before that the characters are very bland and everyone was telling me that's mainly the first season and they're not wrong. They do get more animated as the show goes on. I see where people are talking about with Odo. Odo becomes a way bigger character later on and starts doing a lot of shit when he starts getting involved with like the internal politics of Starfleet and shit. With the disease and yeah. the AIDS allegory. Uh, anyway, I t- no, I got you. <laughs> no, it's it's really it's really cool now with Odo and stuff like that. But I, I still those the the engineer and the the doctor are still very bland. Cisco is still the blandest fucking captain in the entirety of Star Trek. I don't. Even, I barely even know Cisco. That's how. Yeah, like he's I, trying. I, man. As someone who I doesn't feel... know Star Trek, I still know Riker. I still know Picard. He does a lot. But he's just—he's pretty much the same kind of tone throughout the majority of it, which is a shame. Yeah. Because his son has more emotion than he does. Are you gonna watch Picard? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll we'll give it a shot. Anyway, so I was watching that, but let me actually get to the things I were I was watching yeah. now. Uh, I finished off The Good Place. Uh, have you heard of The Good Place? Yeah, that's with the Christian Bale, uh, Ted Danson. What? And Christian Bale? No. Not, no, cr- Christian Bell. Bell. Huh? Christian Bale? Bale. <laughs> Kirsten Bell, isn't it? Or is it Kristen Bell? They oh, both I don't sound the know. same. Sure, why not? But sure, anyway, but with Ted Danson and I know who you're talking about. I know who you're yeah, talking yeah. About. It's, a, it's a really cool show. Essentially, it, it really evolves the story. So really? I have to kind it, of... By the commercials, it looks like one of those sitcoms that it just throws away it's like yeah it's a th- Ew, okay so my you know theory i saying like the sitcoms that just yes, comes and goes absolutely because my theory is that this thing was supposed to end after season two and then they but just it got popular it got popular and they had to keep going yeah so there's a lot of points from like the show should have stopped here and they never did and it just keeps going and you're like what are you guys the, doing there's one i do want to watch that's the one with the daniel radcliffe and steve buscemi the one where Steve Buscemi oh, where, plays oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that one either. I no. want to see that one. Okay. Well, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. But anyway, with The Good Place, uh, just a quick synopsis before we, we move on to the next thing. Uh, basically, when you die, uh, or this character who dies, the main character, oh my God, I forgot her name. Uh, it's Kristen Bell. She she dies and is told she's woken up and she's in The Good Place. 
uh, and she's basically in heaven, and the entirety, like, they give her a house that's based on her liking, they they play music that they know she likes, and it's a weather, it's, it's heaven for you, but there's one problem. She feels as though she's not the right person, they swapped it out. Like, because all these things are not things she likes. So she's like, wait, did heaven make a mistake? Do I say anything? Like, uh, and get sent somewhere like, else? like, is there a form to decide? Like. So it keeps going, and it's really smart with a lot of its ideas. I think the first two seasons are really solid. It has, like, Scrubs level of comedy okay. in a way. And it gets really zany at a certain point. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I really liked it. Uh, and the next thing I saw was Avenue 5. Have you heard of this? No. It is in the same vein as something like uh, The Orville, where it's like okay. a, a Star Trek kind of comedy parody. show, parody. Yeah. But instead of being like a starship captain, he's like a cruise captain. It's about <laughs> a, a ship. I think it's called the Avenue 5. And it's basically the ship uh, is on a, a cruise course to just basically sail around while rich people do things on this massive, like, multi-level mall ship. Yeah. Right? So, uh, but the thing is, an accident happens and they veer completely off of course. Basically, it's Star Trek Voyager. They get, like, knocked into the Delta Quadrant. It sounds quadrant. like outer, outer space version of Shipwrecked. Is that what that is? The show Shipwrecked is, is about, it's about like, a, a sh- uh, an airplane, you know, with rich people then it just went off course oh my god that then yeah that's exactly what happens nice but that's like the whole it's a comedy thing but as i'm watching it they're getting more and more fucked that like i don't know <laughs> how you're gonna come back it seems like it's like they're just digging themselves in the bigger hole they just i've never seen well i have seen a show do this but like a show that like constantly keeps raising the stakes by making the situation more and more dire and there's not really a lot of respite to any of it like how how do you recover from any of this i don't know but that seems to be where the show is going and it's reflected in the soundtrack because the soundtrack is like this very chaotic and uh (laughs) dissonant thing it's like and it's like very it's very panic inducing i'm like that's a weird theme song this is weird for a show so i'm intrigued I'm intrigued and I want to keep going, right? That sounds interesting. You got to tell me more about that. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll see you in uh, about a minute. Bye. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most, Adrian Mikewes, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group, the home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S fan freaks facebook group be there be square and welcome back to the fan freaks podcast hope you're having a sexy evening this is your bone king back from the break and this is leisurely Vinny. <laughs> so i was gonna be like a, a sultry fucking announcer doing like a nice radio tease in like why don't you just kick back and talk about some I freaky think shit i think there's something sexy about my voice <laughs> I don't know what it is, but there's something sexy about it. There's something sexy. Somebody might like it. Somewhere out there, someone's like, you uh, know what? Yes. Message message Vinny if you think that he should do some uh, erotic ASMR <laughs> on his Twitter, uh, at Leisurely Vinny on Twitter. <laughs> message me on Twitter, and you know what? If I get enough likes, I'll do it. <laughs> you'll, you'll do it if anyone asks don't even pretend i'll do it yeah i know anyway but you I'll know what it. we'll also do we're gonna go ahead and talk about our top five jrpgs and uh vinnie brought up a very good point earlier he was like are we gonna do top five story top five you know what's the focus here so much because there's so many jrpgs there's so many different ways to categorize them there's so many right. things going on with so that. i didn't want to do uh entire series either i kind of wanted it to be a very personal list of what you're very top specific. five for gameplay yeah okay so that that is my major focus and you here. said turn-based right i said yeah oh, i'm sorry turn-based gameplay because there's a lot of games because we, we say jrpg and that term that genre honestly gets spread around quite a bit because yeah. like things like you know castlevania symphony of the night is a jrpg near is a jrpg yeah like, but those are like action rpgs those aren't right. technically turn-based so when we what we mean by jrpg is more of the traditional sense 
Pokemon um, is technically a turn-based JRPG. Correct. Persona is a, a technically a JRPG. Absolutely. Games that invokes players taking turns. The the kind of strategic focus in a JRPG as opposed to more of a action RPG kind of thing. We're trying to keep it as traditional as possible because it's like the term action. Not Fallout 3, more Final Fantasy 7. Correct. Correct. Fuck you. <laughs> Never mind. Am I really good at this? Or do, or do I just or I just come out as someone who played too many RPGs? Well, that's kind of why the focus is on it here, because you are my resident RPG expert. Even though I've played a shit ton of RPGs, I'd say you pretty much match me on this. Uh, I've what <clears> I did was I just for a, for many years, ever since I got the Vita, mm. I just started diving diving deeper into this weird games that what library. Uh, for like uh, for the Vita, what library did you did you look uh, at? For, to start out with is Trails of Cold Steel. Uh huh. That started out with the Vita. Oh. Uh, but you know, we're, right now we're gonna start to just talk about like the top oh right. Five games. Let's just go ahead and start in the list then. You want uh, me to do go you first? Want to start. Oh. Are, are we gonna start? We with, both like, conceded, the number, are sir. We, are, are we gonna talk about like the best one first, or are you talking about like the save the five best? to one? Five to one? Okay. Five to All one. Right, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right, Live it. on the podcast. All right. All right. Rock, Rock, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. I won. <laughs> <laughs> they can't prove any. They can't prove. You can't prove anything if you won or not. That's true. <laughs> Just kidding. Vinny completely wrecked me. I had paper. All right, he had so, scissors. Uh, okay. And a gun. <laughs> so, all right. So... Uh, I guess we'll just talk about the game, right? Just a yeah. brief talk about the just game. Stop pussyfooting, bro. Sorry, Give right. me the name. Number five uh, for top five turn-based JRPG, Metabots Rukusho version. Uh, Metabots? Yes. Wow. I haven't heard that name in a very long time. So Interesting. For the, so for the Game Boy Advance around 2005-ish, 2004, 2005, uh, Metabots came out with a, almost like a Pokemon-style game. Uh, Metabots uh, Rokusho version or Metabots Metabee version. Mm. Obviously, Rokusho sounded kind of cooler, so I picked that one. Okay. And that I one mean... gives you start out with uh, a silver robot as opposed to like a gold robot where uh -huh. Metabee is. And the game is about collecting robots, customizing your robots, and it's turn-based gameplay where you face basically this knockoff version of Team Rocket called the Rubber Robo Gang. Rubber Robo gang. gang where these people wear <clears throat> these one piece rubber suits and mm. they have I mean it's a kid show but they're dildos on their heads I don't appreciate you calling them those people we don't kink shame here I'm sorry. on the fan freaks podcast I'm sorry the, I'm sorry. The respectable leather robo. What was rubber, it? Rubber, 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 rubber robo. <laughs> and their job is to steal. And their thing is that they need to steal metals. And metals are the soul of robots. D so, they're not made of it. It's the soul of robots. Exactly. Ja that's Japanese writing for you oh, right there. It. it couldn't just be that they're made out of fucking metal. No, their essence is metal too. Um, sure, why not? They did re-release for the Wii U. So you can still pick it up. Okay. Uh, I definitely recommend it. And uh, what's your, your, your number five? What? Oh, we're going to do... No, go through your list. Oh, okay. Number four. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 came out for the uh, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, <laughs> PC. You, you can go into further detail on one and two. Okay. I feel. Yeah, I forgot to bring up that rule. We did it with, with Adrian and James for our top fives. Yeah. Because we would have talked forever about our four fives and threes and shit. So go into more detail on one and two. Okay. But release so, date is good. Thank if you. If you watch anime or played any <laughs> anime for the past 10 years, you know this setup. High school student. <laughs> <laughs> High school. Learning Destiny, things. Exam weapons. arc. Guess what? It's also a military high school, so they're trained to be soldiers. Of course. When is the tournament on? And you are part of this top secret class called Class 7. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, fuck off. That's literally in like a million. The whole like, the, the whole like. I can't explain how generic 1 and 2 is. The elite like squad or some shit. That's like and in everything. And the main character has a mysterious past that he doesn't remember because he oh has amnesia. Oh my god. But he has a scar. Is he chest. also an outcast? Okay, so... In, in his village and or building? He's an outcast wherever he is. Oh my god, Vinny. Because this sounds like the so most a class system. And, and you said you like this game? I like the third one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, sorry, that was fu- way funnier. I like the third iteration of this story. <laughs> <laughs> For a reason. Uh-huh. Okay, so to quick off about one and two, right? Right, right, right. So the whole thing about those two games is that there's a class system, the rich and the poor, right? Uh-huh. So the, pro- <laughs> the reason why the main character is an outcast is because... He He's was born? he was born to poor, but he was raised rich. But he doesn't know where to fit in. Oh my god, that's not how that works. Uh, uh all right, sure. So, uh, but there's so many tropes, and like Persona, you could date your classmates, <laughs> your teacher, you can even date your sister. Of course, or thanks, do- Japan. Sorry, I'm sorry, you're adopted, so it's not really your sister. But who, <laughs> but we all really know it's your you, sister. That was you know that was the goal, obviously. Yeah, you know, Persona Four would have had you dating Nanako. Like shut your. We were very close. We're they were cl- they were very close. It almost has so it in the, the game. The reason why I like the third one is <laughs> the reason why I like the third one is because I feel like the writers at that point mm-hmm. realize how far fetched this, how far this gone. Because the problem with the second game is that there's three twist endings. It <laughs> just happened right after the other. You thought the game ended? No, there's. Three more hours. Did someone play Drakengard? What? It's basically that. <laughs> and so they, what they decided for the third game is not to take it seriously. They know this is all anime tropes, and they just had fun with it. Nice. Like they, they find it's like they accepted what they did and basically made a parody out of it. I mean, do we have a scene of the main character running to class with toast in his mouth? <laughs> not just running, but riding a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Common right? Does he do the Akira slide into the school like <laughs> on the beach? Oh my god! <laughs> and then he summons his sand stand. He does have a sand stand, but <laughs> but you can form a special link with any of your teammates, and you guys can do a synchronized move that will do a lot of damage. You could uh, build up a link with uh, be- by being sociable with your teammates. Oh, a also play, the, also play the game sub. Don't play a dub. <laughs> well, duh. I mean, if, I mean, here in the Fan Freaks podcast, we we you know promote both sides of this argument. But I but think you, the you're talking to two people. Intent. Yeah, you're talking to two people right now who prefer sub over dub. Let's so. just put that out of the way first. That's just us in general. Us. But so. if you like it, good for you. So that's my that's mm. number four is Trails of Cold Steel Three. Yeah, no. I recommend playing it. You could just jump into the third one because it really just explains one and two uh, with, with the dialogue because right. it's an RPG, you know? Right, right. Number uh, three, Mega Man Battle Network 3 for the Game Boy Advance. That uh, game, that's, that's, you know, you're, you're bending that term turn-based on that it one. It is. But yes, yes, it is. It is. Ooh, be careful. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's what it is, is a brand, it's a whole new twist on the story of the Mega Man mythos. It's a little bit darker. Where you they find, jack in. Yep. And where they jack, where they jack in and you find out the kind of truth behind the relationship between your father, uh, your grandfather, and Dr. Wily. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. An anime where we have to find out what happened to our father? And we're we're trying to understand him because he was such a great figure in the community. Ah, uh, we're talking about like he's dead. He's still alive. Just, <laughs> it's just the main character just never asked. Attack on what? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things. Oh, Full Metal but, what? But, but, uh, it has, <laughs> but it has a really good battle. But I want to specifically talk about the battle system. Final Fantasy V so what? the main enemies <laughs> are viruses because uh, you're playing a computer as a computer navigation program. And you play as Mega Man. Oh my god, Legend of Dragoon, what? All these games have the so, father thing, I'm so, sorry. So, except for using, like, magic and stuff, you use these things called battle chips, and they, they're like cards. It's like a card game. Uh-huh. And we use, you can use, uh, what I like about the third one is that you can use those cards and build them up, mm. and you can make it more powerful as they become stronger cards. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also this new thing called styles, mm-hmm. so you can change your Mega Man style, so you have multiple colors and stuff like that. Oh, nice, Customize. Nice. Good shit. All right, let's continue to the number two. Yes. For the PS4 and Vita, uh, Digimon uh, Story Cyber Sleuth. Not the second one, the first one, The right? first one. Okay. Uh, you play as a high school student who has gone through a traumatic event who now has to work for a detective agency and whose body can jump into the computer world. Uh, and could could you with- not just be a person that gets to be become a police officer in the digital world? Do you, did you have to be a high school student? Yes. Why? Uh, 
There's there, just is no one in Japan within the ages of like I don't know twenty Pokemon to twenty nine. There's actually a fan theory of that with Pokemon. What that there's there's a fan theory with Pokemon that in Pokemon during the Pokemon War most of the adults died oh, off. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, but yeah. So in uh, in Cyber Sleuth, the, the gameplay is Pokemon. Uh, but the evolution has wider branches since it's Digimon. It's and pretty much Persona evolution. It's, pre- it's pretty much... The, actually, is the artist from Devil Survivor. Shin Megami yeah. Tensei Devil Survivor. I, re- I want to look up his name because he's really good. Or if it's a she, I have no it's, idea. It's, last name is Takabe, and that's the, the only thing I remember. That's a, that's something. Yeah. Takabe? Because oh. I see his name a lot in the game. Because uh-huh. his game is jointly made by both Sega and Bandai Namco. So you both see Sega logos and Namkai Bandai Namco logos everywhere. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Persona has a thing with that. <laughs> Number one. Uh, it should be no obvious to you, uh, my good friend Bone King. Uh-huh. Earthbound. Yeah, I, I, that, honestly, I was expecting Earthbound. Yeah, number one about number one. so. At least number one I, or two, it's, yes. I, no, it's the game I replay the most. Mm-hmm. I have, I still have the Super Nintendo cartridge. I have multiple copies of this in different formats. Now, when you say Earthbound, you're talking about the one with Ness or... Ness. Right, not the prequel one, nah. Mother... I'm talking about the classic nice. Earthbound that came out in the United States. Ness. Mm. You fight Gygus. Uh-huh. And it's a good game... You should all know it by now since you mostly of you played Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah. If you play Smash Brothers, you should know who Ness You'll is. You'll know who Ness is and you probably know who Lucas is. If yeah, if you know who those people are, then you you should know what the game is about. It's weird. Mm. Uh-huh. It's a game that advertised the world's smelliest game for Nit- on a Nintendo Power. That's true. I think it's, I had No, I, I didn't have that one. <laughs> I didn't have that one, but no, no. I, I almost bought. I almost got it. WarioWare actually did that too. Yeah, that little card that had a poop sticker the, on I it. I think they had the same advertisement. Jesus, uh, team, you know. Anyway, Earthbound is but a fantastic pick. It's a great game. I highly recommend it. Uh, I always play. It. You could currently play it right now on the Wii U or the Super Nintendo Mini. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But since the new Super Nintendo thing came out just recently for the Switch, I could see it coming out for that. We, you know, yeah, sooner no. than later. Absolutely. Which I'm super excited about. If you have a Switch account or a premium, whatever, isn't it on there? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I have, I I, I need another copy of Earthbound. <laughs> That's Make my a, number one, uh, one turn based RPG. Awesome. Excellent choice, my dude. All right. Uh, what's you? All right. So, here we go. Now, notice my brisk pace. <laughs> Sorry. No. I'm excited like, about talking about these no, things. No, I know. That's, I really should have been more clear on the rules because I. I, I was I avoided that on the top fives on the 2020s or the oh, 2019s, yeah, because we were gonna do that, and I was like, you know what, I can't talk too much about it, but I'm gonna do I'm gonna try to do that right now. So here we go. It's when you know you're passionate about something, exactly, and you, you want to get that point in, and we're gonna go into more detail yeah. in future shows. So don't oh, worry, yeah. you'll you'll be able to talk about those. But here we go. Ready? Number five, Fire Emblem: The Sacred Stones. Um, Fire Emblem is a fantastic series. Uh, I don't know when it was made, but I know that we didn't get any of them until Fire Emblem, like, The fucking... original one came out in 1986. We didn't start getting them until the F- game... Fire Emblem Cube- 7. To, to the GameCube era. No. The the Game Boy Advance. No, I'm talking about the original... Oh, I, The first Fire Emblem we ever got in America was for the Game Boy uh, Advance, I, I, and it was called I thought you were asking Fire the original Fire Emblem. No, 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 no. 7 is an amazing Sorry, game. Sacred Stones? Yeah, 7 is an amazing game, which is not... Uh, Sacred Stones, but and I love their protagonist. But Sacred Stones pretty much expands upon the gameplay, uh, adds more evolve options, and it's just got more shit overall. It's a good one. The GBA Fire Emblem games are still my favorite to this I like day. Shadow Dragon. Them. I still need to play Three Houses, but holy shit, the GBA ones are great. Moving on, uh, number four, Paper Mario. That's a good choice. That is a solid choice. It's, it's crazy how many it's, people overlook how good love, Paper Mario Paper was. Paper Mario is really good. Especially the first one. The first one is solid as fuck. The gameplay is engaging. Moves you have to tap. It's like quick time events done correctly. Yeah. And very well. It's solid. It's solid. Yeah. It's 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 a good made game and it's it's made to engage. Now, I know people are going to say, why didn't you pick, uh, if, if this is the case, why didn't you pick... Um, Super Mario RPG, which that's, is well, no people. Dude, it's a good game. People I, say it's amazing. I haven't played it yet, so that's the biggest reason why I haven't. But I know Bowser can be in your party, and this is a very big uh, highlight and uh, attraction for me. So I may do yeah, that sometime. No, I mean, so Paper Mario is great. Um, anyway, number three, Persona Four: The Golden. That's a that is a really good. 
uh, Persona 4 The Golden expanded really well. I, I had 4. a hard time picking what Persona game to put in here, so I figured probably the, the best package of Persona content should win. Like, I love the aesthetic of 3, and we were talking about this later. Yeah. I love the gameplay of 5. We have two different opinions. Well, yeah, yeah well, I love I love the innovations of 5, yeah. but 4 just has the most content, the better characters. That's the, what I'm really hoping you know, about Royal, is that it, mm-hmm. it would equal amount or more content. Since Let, Let's hope so. I haven't played it yet. Uh, so. me, neither have I, but I'm, I'm thinking about picking it up. So. Alrighty. Persona's great. Uh, number 2, Legend of Dragoon. That's a solid fucking good game love that shit the just the mere idea that every attack you do can be your special attack but you have to time it properly and when you do they shout off the name of it fucking please more things like yeah. this i need more names okay <laughs> when i'm punching someone in the face i want to be like, like dragon ball z like you're naming your attacks as you do the attack exactly Kamehameha. volcano yeah. madness hero the Madness Hero it's makes no sense. Japanese style. Madness Hero makes no sense, but it's possibly the tightest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I, burning Dynamo. I don't even know what that means. But you love but it. But I love it. Yes. My one of my favorites is Gust of Winds. Did it dance? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the voice actor fucked up, so they stutter. And he, whenever you do the move, it'll gust of wind. Did it dance? <laughs> that makes it even better. I, anyway, Legend of Dragoon's a fantastic game. I would really love an HD remaster or at least some sort of re-release, because the only way you can play this game is for PS One or on the the marketplace for for PS One games. Thankfully, yeah. it's on the classic store or whatever. Yeah. But still, very good game. Uh, and my number I one. Have, I, I have what? it on my PS Three. It's good shit. Yeah, it's 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 a good game. The the actual disc I have the disc, but yeah. it, it glitches at the same part every time after the water boss, and I'm like, <sighs> the where you get married. That is so sad, I, and I hate it because I really want to finish it. Anyway, yeah. um, my number one pick, and this was hard to pick because it's a Final Fantasy title, um, and I have three of them written down because I was unsure which one should have won. Uh, I was gonna I, pick. I only like one of those. Well, I was gonna pick tactics because that's probably the Final Fantasy I've spent the most time in, and it has the most like replayability. Yeah, and there's a lot of customization. I fucking love tactics. It's amazing. Yeah. I was gonna put five because that's possibly the best Final Fantasy story I've ever five watched. Is... Seven st- story makes no sense. I hate Eight story seven. makes no sense. Seven. Nine makes sense, but it's very focused and streamlined. I get why people like it. I, I just, I don't know. But the but the winner for me is going to be Final Fantasy VII. It's the aesthetic. It's, it's the aesthetic. It's the gameplay. Five is great. The story is fantastic. The job system is a godsend and, yeah. a, and a carryover from, well, not carryover, but it's something that's in tactics, so I was familiar with it. Um, but seven, there's such an open customization or customability to your characters. Yeah, there's optimal shit, but you can make anyone the healer. You can make anyone the mage. You could literally do anything. Um, yeah, the first disc is streamlined in Midgar, but once you get out of Midgar, you have a goal, but you can run around and do whatever in the world while you do that. You can level up certain materia. You can get limit breaks. Final Fantasy VII, the world, the, 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 and I don't have many games that do this, industrial fantasy. I love that concept. Yeah. It is so cool to imagine potions and high potions as shit you get in vending machines. And you know what I mean? Like a very realness given to it. And then you look at Final Fantasy XV, which tries to do that, but they they over... It's too much of an empty world, so it's kind of like hard for me to feel this way. It's just a bunch of boys, uh, just you know, just driving a car. I, I remember going through this town, which looked a lot like Italy, and it was had this whole focus that it was around Leviathan or whatever. Yeah, and I, yeah, I was, it was Venice. It was supposed to be Venice. Yeah, and I was walking around that place, and all I can think of is, holy shit, this is Soliana from Sonic 06. It's it's just walking yeah. around NPCs that look bland as fuck. It's a huge environment, so they just randomly scattered things. It feels like I'm wandering an MMO, and not like things were individually placed like Seven was. Like every NPC in Seven has something quirky or or something related to say. And in Fifteen, it's just like a line of, "Uh, this town is really cool." And it's, I don't know. I felt like the world building in Fifteen. Did not take it far enough. And the whole plot of, of 
I, I, there's not many games that actually do this. They like, have such a major focus on anti-corrupt corporatism. Yeah. Uh, there's a huge focus on that and in the power dynamic between the, the rich and the poor. Fuck, you were actually just saying Trails of Cold Steel does that then. Yeah. Do you, does, it, does it as good as Seven, you think? Um... And I mean, I'm not. I'm talking about that aspect of Seven because there's a lot of story stuff in oh, Seven yeah. that just doesn't. But in, in the I, it's aspect too much. of the rich and the poor, uh, I think it does equally enough. It it does. It does really I well. Have, That's what I liked about Cold Steel Three. It does it really well. I gotta say, like as a kid, and maybe there's a lot of nostalgia put into this. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was the first Final Fantasy game I played, so maybe that was a big influence yeah. on it. But but like, the there was such dramatic weight to things and eight tries to do that too but there's such they always add these elements where it's like over elegant uh it's very fancy the balam garden is a huge example of it for me where where it, they keep trying to make it so much more sophisticated than just a raw industrial fantasy like seven was seven as a fucking strip club yeah. Like, there's there's so much cool shit in Seven. You go to, like, a, a, a Native American analog village. You go to uh, fucking undersea palaces. It feels so unique because it's all explained in the world. And then I play, f uh, I didn't beat Four, but I played some of Four. I played One. Even Five, as much as I love the story, it really feels like traditional, uh, uh, not elegance, but they take it, I said it earlier, yeah. where it's sophisticated yeah. in its fantasy, even, it's, especially the art of the monsters. It's, 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 it's artistic. Yeah, look at how the monsters look in, in the older even Final Fantasy. They, they look like paintings from like the Renaissance era. Right, right. They're so pretty. Exactly. So I like Seven and how gritty and, and more Ugly. punkish it was. Yeah. So anyway, that's going to be me stopping on my gushing, but Final Fantasy VII is my top You know what? You know it's a good thing? It's not really a shock, I chose though. Earthbound and you choose uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Ness and Cloud could fight on Smash Brothers. Fuck yeah, we're going to do that. We're going we're gonna to fucking do that multiplayer match right after this. Uh, no, yes. but... Um, and by the way, we picked some very mainstream options, but it's not because we're doing this to appeal. It's, because it's, that's what we play. This is literally... Final Fantasy VII was a huge part of my gaming career, I guess. Yeah. And even when I replay it, and I do replay Final Fantasy VII, I do it with different party members, uh, I still love it. So, And I'm sure you feel it's, that way about Earthbound. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. So when, when you... When you find that game that you could just click when you put, you know, when you turn it on, it just uh -huh. clicks and you can just escape. Also, I like I like the freedom of picking party members. Fifteen, I like the the freedom of picking who I want. Fifteen, fifteen, <laughs> like, ah. Uh, uh. I mean, I don't mind a fixed party member system. It just has to be well done. Like Earthbound. it did the thing from two where they, they, they added a guest. And that was Earthbound uh, had a fixed par uh, party system, but it worked really well. But it, but because yeah. each one had a quirky personality, you know. Yeah, they that's, all had a different reason to be there. I get. I guess Earthbound is one where it was done correctly. I will amend my statement. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, really quick, we got some some news to to cover. You want to go oh, yes. knock these out? Okay. <clears throat> um, I want me to go first. Or? Yes, go first since okay. I went first last. Really quick. So here we go. Um, oh God, how am I going to do this really quick? Um, there was a couple of of cinematic ventures that were teased. Uh, I mentioned on the podcast uh, before that there were two um, new Silent Hill games in production. Uh, and it goes beyond that, actually. And just to amend my statement before, they want to make a remake, and they I've heard about this, and they want to make a Telltale style Silent I, Hill game. I know. J stop, Konami. That just sounds Konami, awful. You don't understand stop. this series. Just stop. Sell the IP. Sell the IP to Kojima or Capcom or me. <laughs> or me. <laughs> Five bucks. Five bucks. That's all you'll get. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, those games sound weird. But they also announced that they're going to do another Silent Hill movie. And it's going to be Christoph Gans who did the first movie. So he's just going to do his own thing without fucking following the plot of the game at all like he did before. And then Fatal Frame is also getting a movie. Where he's also going to do whatever he wants and not the plot of the game. Because this is what he does with every fucking movie. Come on, people. Uh, how do you right. how do you make a Fatal Frame movie and not make it Japanese? That that was my first. But then I thought about it. I'm like, maybe I'm being closed minded. Maybe it's wrong for but me to think. Maybe it's like an Americanized non, version. Like an Americanized version. That would be horrible. Because Fatal Frame is 
deeply rooted in Japan. Yeah, but they can it still does do not a, go but anywhere can, but else. You can still do a stupid horror camera movie. No, there is so much in Fatal Frame that I focuses know. on Japanese folklore. Like, I why would you not get a Japanese director? I just don't understand. Whatever. Maybe I'm being close-minded. Well, there is Maybe Japanese, I'm being close-minded. I don't you know, know, Fatal Frame movies. No, I know, and they're not very good. Um, but <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on from that, uh, speaking of stories that sound like they may not be super interesting netflix has uh announced or leaked that they're the production of the resident evil netflix show i heard about this god man i wish i could be more excited for this they they released a a synopsis of of the show and like you could have literally done any storyline in resident evil and i would have been on board you could have done four. You could have even done five. I don't give a fuck. But you know what? Because I, ideally, I want them to do one and then two and then three. Makes sense. But apparently, no, it doesn't. Because now we're having a storyline. This is from what I read anyway. It's about... God damn it. Wesker's two daughters, Billy and Madison or something. Billy and Madison? Like the Adam Sandler movie? Oh, maybe I'm mixing that. It's Billy and someone else. <laughs> and they're, they're both of his daughters. They both have Wesker powers. They live in a post-apocalyptic un- uh, uh, world, which, god damn it. This place after the movie, right? They're- I don't know. They take place in a post-apocalyptic world, and it's about them getting survivors and surviving and, and fitting in with their superpowers and shit. This sounds ridiculously terrible. Resident Evil has never, never succeeded in a setting where it's post-apocalyptic. The, you... You can't escape in a place where there's no escape. The whole fucking point of the gameplay of these series this is is, is to escape, Vinny. Every game. Every game! Escape the mansion, escape the city, escape the island, escape... escape. The, wait, escape the city again? <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't feel like I had to say that again. I know, but it, it's such... It, I have to stress it. It's all about again. escape. Fucking hell. Even the later ones, five, yeah. you were getting Jill back, but you were saving Africa and then escaping, I guess, with Jill. You wanted to rescue Jill and escape with her. I get it. And then six, there, there's a lot of shit going on. There's escaping. Well, it sounds awful, we're not talking about so. this. So anyway, the show sounds terrible. Um, I wish I could be more open-minded we're, we're about, about it. We're talking about, like, you know, when we have, we know more details. All I'm saying is I can't believe they're doing more Wesker children because how many kids how many kids does he have there now? was the wesker children which is what wesker's a part of yeah where alexia wesker and all that shit is a part of uh not alexia alex wesker sorry um but that's his sister yeah no that's his clone sister same thing i don't fucking know anyway um and then there's his son jake and then apparently had two other daughters in this fucking thing and it's not canonical and i'm not saying it is but it's just like stop i've never had a character so you're saying if i'm a capcom character i can have a bunch of kids i i guess but you'll never have sex <laughs> you, you just have kids all of a sudden where is wesker meeting these women what app is wesker using <laughs> like <laughs> I and that reminds my... me of Virgil from Devil May Cry. Oh my god, that's, that's true. That's another one where I'm just... Oh, it... well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. Let's not... Spoiler. Yeah. Let's not... I, right. I get to stop you on that. Thank you. But yes, it, it, Capcom likes to suggest that characters have sex. And that's characters it. Characters that <laughs> don't make any sense into... <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty much all the news I had via uh, <laughs> stuff. We're getting closer to February 24th, which is the premiere date for Clone Wars Season 7, which is the mm. final season for the Star Wars animated show. Nice. It's going to take place around the same time as Revenge of the Sith and Order 66. So we're going to see some Jedi dying. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's going to take <laughs> place on the Mandalorian homeworld of Mandalore. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm excited. I hate how corporations do this, though, where it's just like, oh, we have a popular location because it's unique and interesting and new. Better use it 50 times and well, completely they, take away that always thing. been a thing that's always been used. Sure, but like with the Mandalorian now a huge thing. Oh, it's recently thing. in popularity. Yes. Yeah. So they're going to make more but things it, about we, the Mandalorian. We were in Mandalore during the previous seasons of the clone wars when george lucas owned the show okay and i didn't see the show so that's true okay right, uh, but another thing i want to touch upon <clears throat> is project luminous is we get finally new information it's going to be a whole star wars thing involving just books and comics it's mm. going to be a, a whole bunch of stories that will be taking place around the same time 
what we heard rumor wise is going to take place 400 years before the events of the movies it's called the high republic era it's going to be about a bunch of jedi exploring the outer rim and the unknown regions yeah yeah i always it's always a fun time exploring outer rims who knows you can see but younger um, yoda this is also the time of place where the sith have been hiding Oy, oy, oy. So who knows what's uh, kind of well? It's gonna be better than the movies. So whatever it is, it's only gonna be uh, comics and books since that's gonna be the main drive for Star Wars for the next couple of years. Since cool. Bob Iger recently also said that the movies are gonna be on a definite hiatus. I mean, I'm all for more literature, like more mainstream literature, because people, I don't know, not to be well, that, people read on their phones. Well, but you for know the longest I mean. time, like that was Star Wars in the 80s and 90s. Was right, literature. You know, that was mm. Star Wars. All right, so we're taking it back to the roots. Taking it, we're, we're, we're taking it back we're, we're to the taking roots. Taking it back to the roots. Sorry, I'm I'm channeling my inner David uh, Shatsky. Kotar has recently been uh, suggested for a remake again. Uh huh. So uh, that's that's gonna be coupled with a movie and a series. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So well. hopefully we can see something something really cool. Yeah. Well, they definitely had to learn something. Like after all this, right? Right now, Lucasfilm has more right now been more like fan servicing. Which you I, don't say. Which I think is a good save. You don't which say. Which I think is a good save, especially for Kotar. Uh-huh. We haven't. George Lucas didn't want to do anything with Kotar. We almost had Darth Revan in a Clone Wars show, but George Lucas was like, "Nah, cut that shit." Ah. Uh-huh. But no, you know, this is a popular era and it's it's going to bring it's going to make a lot of people happy. Only characters I make can be in there like Jar Jar Binks and Dexter Jetster. Uh, Anything else? We finish out the show. Uh, That's it. That's all for news. No. Okay. All righty. Yeah, no, that's it. All righty. Well, thank you guys. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, (laughs) This has been the Fan Freaks Podcast. We hope you've been having a freaky day, a freaky good day. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. And uh, we hope you've made you think about your top uh, RPGs, JRPGs, in terms of gameplay. Uh, We were going to go into story, but we figured that'd be like very spoiler heavy. So if you had your top five JRPGs, only gameplay centric. Turn based. Only turn-based gameplay focused, what would they be? And go ahead and tell us uh, your answers over at the Fan Freaks Facebook group. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S, Fan Freaks. Or you can shout at us on Twitter at me at BoneKingTV. And me at Leisurely Vinny. Yeah, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye!